0: It seems sad, doesn't it? But it's probably something that many of us have experienced, that, that season where we just couldn't figure things out. That time where we believed things were going well and then everything fell apart. And we're searching, we're hunting, we're hitting out at each other. It's just a difficult time to live. We can see in the movie there's some real love there in the family. And the grandfather loves the granddaughter and his son and his wife. And we'll just watch to see what happens. But I wanna wanna bring this word to you as we come to the fifth in the series in First John called Love Made Known, that this love that has been made known to us in Christ Jesus really is the answer to the times that are difficult. Because God looks at you and he says, you are a victor. You are more than a conqueror. You may not feel like it. Circumstances may not seem to point in that direction. But here's the promise that God has made. You are overcomers because Christ has overcome everything that comes against us. In the letter that John is writing to the church in Ephesus, in this 1 John chapter 5, he makes this claim. He says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. We've been told throughout scripture that there Three areas of danger we have to deal with the world, the flesh, and the devil. As I read the scripture, I'm seeing that what the Apostle John has done is he has actually incorporated the flesh and the devil into the world. So when he says that we are overcomers, what he means is Christ did not just overcome the world, he overcame the sin of the flesh that he never suffered, but he paid for it. And he also overcame the devil through the resurrection from the dead. So he has completed the process. John speaks more about warfare than any other apostle in his writings. And he speaks more about being overcomers in the midst of that war. So he's encouraging you and me today. Take a look at your life. Take a look at those areas that are not where you thought they'd be or not where you hope they'd be or not where you want them to be. And know this, that there's some things that you can do because of what God has already done. Where did John get this idea that we are overcomers? It's very interesting, the night that Christ was arrested, And the disciples were in the upper room and they had enjoyed this communion together. Jesus makes a statement. Now understand, Christ knew everything that was going to happen to him and he yielded to it anyway. So he knew that he was about to enter into this time of unbelievable suffering. He knew that he was going to be killed. And yet, with that knowledge... These are his words. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's counterintuitive. He knows what's about to happen. And yet he's claiming a victory before it ever happens. Why? Because he understands the mission that the father sent him upon. He knows that up to this moment, he's done everything the father's asked him to do. And he has no doubt that three days from now, he will be that ultimate victor by giving death its final blow when he rises from the dead. He understands what God expects of him. In John one twelve and 13, the apostle says something else that is helpful to us. He says, But as many as received him to them... Gave he power to become the sons of God. So there's a reception that takes place and then we become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. We're going to deal with that in a minute. Which were born not of blood. So it's not something you inherit. Nor of the will of the flesh. It's not something that I just desired and went after. Nor of the will of someone else, of man but of God." Now this is so important for you to understand. God loves you so much that He decided to send His Son to die for you. It wasn't something that you thought up. It's nothing that you can cause to happen in your own life. It's something that God, because of His love, He did for you, and He encourages you then because of that knowledge of who he is and what he has done, to claim the victory that is yours, to see that which is not as though it were, to speak life into things that seem dead. We as followers of Jesus Christ should be living that way, but we don't always do that. Why? Because not everyone is born of God. We'll go back to that statement. What did he mean Born of God. Recently, someone told me of a church where a pastor stood and talked about the gospel and he said, this is the gospel that Christ died for you and here's some things you have to do to make it work. That's not the gospel. The gospel is this. You and I were born out of fellowship with God. And we stay out of that fellowship because of the sin that is innate within us. And there is a price to pay for that sin before God who created us. But not a single one of us or all of us combined together could offer anything that would pay it off. Only God Himself could pay for it. And He did so by sending Jesus His Son. Jesus lived that life that you and I were supposed to have lived, had we no sin in him. And then he paid the price for sin, though he owed nothing. And the Bible says we were bought with this price. But it didn't cost you or me anything. It cost God the shedding of blood. And then he turned around and he said, now, to whoever will receive this... I will call you my children. You will be children of God. You will be born again, not of the flesh, but of the spirit. You'll be born again. That was the argument Jesus made with this Jewish leader named Nicodemus. He said, unless you are born of water, meaning born like a man, and of the spirit, which is what we're talking about, the spirit comes into your life, and suddenly you're sitting there and you're thinking, maybe this is true. Well, it is. And it's good news. It's why I can get up tomorrow morning and the first thing I can do is wish Jesus a happy birthday because he gave me a new birthday. Have you had that birthday? Have you trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior? My wish tonight is that not a single one of you, no matter what your age, leave here without the knowledge that you are children of God that you are overcomers because of that if you've never accepted Christ before tonight's your opportunity I'm gonna pray right now and then we'll continue to look at what this means if you want to you can pray with me silently and then after the service is over if you go out to the info center we have some information for new believers that will really help you In your next steps let me pray Lord Jesus we know that you have promised us eternal life and we thank you for that thank you for paying the price for it and now Lord help us every one of us in here those of us who've already received you as Lord and Savior help us Lord to be more like you to live a life worthy of your calling and Lord for those who are here and have never, ever asked you to take over their lives, and they're asking you now, then this is the prayer that they are asking. Lord, forgive my sins. Clean me up. Turn me around. Point me in the right direction. Holy Spirit, help me become like Jesus Christ. Jesus, become my Lord and my Savior tonight. And We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well... Now what you have is faith. Faith is a gift. Faith was given to me, it was given to you. When I accepted Christ, I became a man of faith. John says, 1 John 5, 4, the last part of the verse, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes. Now the world is going to woo you in. The world crowds in upon us, doesn't it? Look at the very season we're in right now. And the world is is asking us to do more and more and more, even in the times of difficulty in the world. This world wants us. It conquers us when it can move us off the central focal point of Jesus Christ. If I wake up tomorrow and all I do is enjoy the day of Christmas, I've missed the point, unless that point is that this is the birth, the celebration of the birth of the Son of God for the redemption of mankind. That's what it is. And I can enjoy family, and children, and gifts, and food. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't let the, the world suck you in like it so often wants to do. One man said, I shall not be measured by other people's choices, to my own master I stand or fall. Worldliness is the attractive power of something present in opposition to something future. God gives us the power to be overcomers today and tomorrow and forever, whereas the world only offers me today. It doesn't give me what I really need. I need to live by faith. Now, when I was a child, I loved Christmas for three reasons. Gifts, because it came from family. Family always came, but they always brought gifts. No school for two weeks. That was a big plus. And there was always a basketball tournament during that two-week period that I played in. That's all I knew. I didn't know there was another reason for Christmas. Those were three pretty good reasons to me until things changed in my life. When I came to faith in Christ, there was a new nature placed inside of me, a a new thought process, uh, something that moved from the head to the heart. It wasn't just an intellectual understanding of the Bible or God or the truths of Scripture it's something that actually seeped from up here into here it's in my heart now and it beats with me every moment telling me you're an overcomer because of what Christ has done for you that's the nature of my faith it's it's a moral activity I don't just believe in order to be saved I believe and have been changed in order to love others, and to change others. The message of the Apostle John throughout this book of First John is love one another because we have been so loved by him. Jesus, the baby born in the manger, becomes the object of your faith. You believe in your heart that he is God and that God raised him from the dead? then you have faith. Now you have to go live it out. That's the hardest part. But that's what John says in verse 5 of 1 John 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. In other words, faith has an object. You've heard people say, oh, yeah, I have faith that everything's going to be fine. That's not faith. Faith has to have an object. And in Christendom, in those minds and hearts of the ones who follow Jesus Christ, our faith is in him alone. I trust him for everything. The Apostle Paul said, I move, I live, I move, I have my being in him. I'm I'm enraptured by him. That's the Christ that I want to follow So I believe in his person and I believe in his work. I trust in the birth I trust in his life. I trust in his death. I trust in his resurrection and I trust in his return That's all by faith I've never seen him. I talk to him every day I haven't heard his voice, but that still small voice within me keeps saying, you are the victor, you are the overcomer. So when someone asks who I am, I say, well, I'm identified with his life, I've identified with his death, I've identified with his resurrection, I am a child of God. Are you? That's really what life is all about. It's all about following. Jesus Christ, because where he will lead you will be out of these seasons. Sometimes he leads you through these seasons, but nevertheless, he leads. He is always there, and you are always the victor, whether you feel like it or not. Three principles remain. True victory over the world is won by a new life born and connected to God. That's the first thing that has to happen. Secondly, that life is a fire in the souls of men and women through faith. And then lastly, that faith which burns is a supernatural faith. Specifically, it's a faith in Jesus. So I don't live a natural life. You don't live a natural life. If we're walking with him, we're living a supernatural life totally dependent upon Him, to be the victor. The Spirit of God removes fear and equips us to fight. Perfect love casts out fear. So there's nothing for you and for me to be fearing because our God is in control. Even when in our simple minds we can't understand that control, yet He is in control. The warfare continues. Through life. Tomorrow will bring another challenge. Next year will bring its own. But we have a promise from God. The enemy never stops throwing stuff at you. That's just not his personality. But we don't live one day at a time. We live from the future back. We know how it ends and we know we are the ultimate conquerors and so we're going to claim those victories though we may not understand them i don't have answers for every question asking me about why did god do this why did god allow that only god knows that the only question i have is why in the world did he save me and yet i'm so thankful that he did your faith says he is the messiah Your faith says he was born of a virgin. Your faith says he lived a sinless life. Your faith said he made the ultimate sacrifice. Your faith says that he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And by faith, we believe he's coming soon to take us to be with him forever. That's what John means by calling us overcomers. I quote a pastor who said, the difference between the faith of the Christian and that person of the world or a religious person is not a difference in mental operation, but in the object of the faith. To believe that Jesus is the Christ is the peculiarity of the Christian faith. That's what makes us different. We have a relationship with the God of the universe through His Son. Tonight we celebrate the birth of the victor. Were He not the Son of God, we would still be lost in our sins. Were He not the Son of God, we would have nothing to celebrate. Were He not the Son of God, we wouldn't have a savior. By faith, we believe that what we celebrate tomorrow is not simply a seasonal celebration or a gathering of families or a remembrance of traditions, though all of those are fine. By faith in Jesus, we celebrate the love of God who sent his son for us, for our children, for our grandchildren, when love was made known. We're like the audience sitting in the grandstands waiting for the race to end and suddenly we see the victor coming in, the one who will be crowned and his name is Jesus and we could see him. We know that's who he is. He has made a way and he always will, no matter what your circumstance is tonight. No matter what kind of season you find yourself in, trust in the Lord and he will deliver you. He will make a way.